good day dear listeners welcome to being us at free falling and i'm glad to have you all back on this platform and um recapping on our previous episodes we discussed the basics of nursing whereby we we have reviewed the nurse as a unique character you understand to perform a unique character in performing activities that contribute to the health of an individual sick or well so being a unique character to perform certain functions is to fully understand what the um, human body is all about because one cannot perform well or perform effectively if he or she doesn't have a complete or sound knowledge about what he he or she is going to be you know performing on an individual so today that introduces us to another aspect of this field nursing which is anatomy and physiology okay so today having discussed previously about the basics that is what nursing is all about we're going to go deeper now that is we're going to widen we're going to take it broad now whereby we're going to discuss the human body that is certain regions certain segments of the human body that is necessary to you know have some knowledge about every one of them in such a manner that when we are performing some certain functions some certain procedures that is in the process of treating a particular individual we have to you know apply all this this knowledge we're going to apply it theoretically we're going to apply it in the clinical sense so we have to you know understand what it means to actually perform some certain functions in um now as a case study we have um a footballer who just sustained an injury on the field so let's assume the nature of the injuries uh, like a spring or um let's say a cut on the muzzle at the leg so probably for to for a nurse to you know dress such an injury he or she has to understand the region of the body where that injury is located how deep the injury is how severe it is and you know then he or she begins to analyze the procedures that will be taken the steps that will be taken in order to dress the wound so that the footballer will feel better after a few days and you know healing of that injury can commence so what do we what we what do we understand by anatomy anatomy is the study of the body structure and the physical relationship between the body systems so anatomy is a field is another portion then the segment in nursing that enables us to understand the structures of the body we cannot perform our functions as unique characters in the hospital if we do not have a sound knowledge 
of the body structures and how these body structures, you know, how they relate with each other, how they relate to make us, you know, do perform all the activities we do day in and day out. So anatomy is basically the study of the body structures. And then physiology is the study of the functions of the body structures and the ways in which their integrated activities maintain life and health of individuals. So as a case study now, let's talk about the cardiovascular system. That is, we're talking about system, you know, starting from the basic unit of life, which is the cell. We advance to group of cells, which is called tissues, and then a collection of tissues performing similar functions, which is this, um, the organ. And then a group of organs, you know, interacting with each other, you know, working independently, but simultaneously together. That gives rise to the system. So, anatomy gives us a view about the structure of the heart. Yes, it makes us understand where the left oracle, right oracle, and all that, all the structures, all the interior structures of the heart. But physiology tells us the function of each of those structures. So we cannot study the body structures without making reference to the functions of those body structures. So that's what anatomy and physiology is all about. So when we're talking about the normalities of these activities, that is, the normal arrangement of the body structures and the functions in the body. We also have to talk about the anormalities, that is, the anormalities that affect the body structure. If the if you're supposed to, um, how would I say it? If you're supposed, if our heart is to beat about a hundred times per minute. And then the heart of a particular individual is beating less than a hundred times. Then we have to study how that anormality come about. Do you understand how the abnormality was given rise to? How what was the source? What was the cause? We have to diagnose, study to observe that process, the anormality. So the study of the abnormalities that affect the body structures and the functions. Is what we refer to as pathology. If a child within nine months is supposed to have developed completely, that is with the eyes, with the nose, with the, everything is complete, but a child is being is being born with um, a deformed eye or a nose that is not fully developed, then the study of that abnormality is what we refer to as pathology. Thank you. So, the body in general is more of like a complex machine. We cannot say we have no use of the leg, but every part, every organ, in fact, even till the down to the cell, is very most important. And so, since the body is composed of different parts, they work together independently, but simultaneously for the general well-being of the individual. So, every part of our bodies is um, most important to work independently and simultaneously so that we all as individuals can be well, so that we can perform optimally day in, day out. So, these integrated activities of the body system is what ensures our survival 
as human beings in the world. And, you know, since it's integrated activities, you know, since they occur simultaneously, if, it, if there's a damage to one of the systems, it could affect every other part of the body and, you know, probably reduce the ability of the body to function normally. If I, if, if someone, if an individual was involved in uh, an accident that affects the spinal cord and the person loses, the person loses a particular um, sense of, um, you know, to be able to transmit impulses. If the person wants to move his leg, then he's unable to move it because he has lost the sense to transmit impulses to the brain, telling the muscle to, you know, move if he or she wants to move. So if, since there's a damage to the nervous system, it's going to affect the general ability of a person to, you know, perform optimally, to perform efficiently. So that's what, that's just like the introduction to what we are talking about today, which is the human body. So there are different approaches to studying anatomy. Yes, yes. Having discovered, having discussed that anatomy is more of like a field where we study the body structures. There are ways in which we study the anatomy. There are ways in which we study the body structures. So, the three main approaches to studying anatomy are the regional, regional anatomy, systemic anatomy, and clinical anatomy. These approaches reflect the body's organization and the priorities and the purpose for studying it. So, if you if you're studying a particular body structure, there are approaches to use. We make use of the region. That is, when we want to study, we study by region. We study by marking out some particular regions. We don't just study because we want to study, but we study because we want to know some specifics of that makes up the body structure. So, regional anatomy. It considers the organization of the human body as segments, yes, as major parts based on the form and the mass. So, for instance, a main body consisting of the head, neck, and trunk. This trunk makes up and um, consists of the thorax, the abdomen, the back, and the pelvis, and paired on upper limbs and lower limbs. All these major parts may be further sub divided into regions and zones so starting from the head to the neck and to the body in concrete so everything all comes out in in regions so it depends on how you want to take your study if you want to study the upper limb then you know that it is from the elbow right to the um, scapula that you're going to be studying so that is more of like a region so it's also like a method of studying the body structure by focusing your attention on a specific part or the region, like a face, like the face of the human body or a sub-region. Then, in as, as you're studying a particular region, you not only study it, you study it by examining the arrangements, the arrangement of the cheekbone on the face, the jawbone, and, you know, the relationship of various systemic structures muscles, the nerves, and the arteries, how they relate with the bones, the arrangement of bones in the human face and alongside with the muscles. And then, 
you then we go ahead to study adjacent regions when you talk about the physio you are probably talking about how the eye how the how the face to the muscles in the face how they affect the eye or the ears and you know the nose yeah and our mouth and every other thing when we frown when we smile how the muscles contrast and how they relax so we study you study them in an ordered sequence so there is another part of regional anatomy that is um, very very essential when we are put when we study the human body this is what we refer to as the surface anatomy it is an essential part of the regional anatomy it tells you what it gives you an idea or knowledge of what lies under the skin. Yes, you can see that on the face of a human being, he or she has a cheek. The cheek becomes more pronounced when they smile, when we smile. Yes, our cheeks become more pronounced when we smile. So you want to know what lies under the cheek. What makes it more pronounced? What makes it more visible when we smile? So surface anatomy tells us when you when we study using the surface that is surface approach it gives us a knowledge of what lies under the skin and what structures are perceptible to touch in the living body at rest or in action so in the in this era of advanced technology we can we, we we have realized that surface anatomy now has you know it has given us thorough understanding that you do not really have to always tear the skin open to know what's beneath it but you know um radiographic anatomy that is the use of radiation has been introduced to study what lies beneath the skin just at the surface so given an example that giving an example that imagine a footballer had a broken bone at his leg and you know has broken his bone and you know you really want to know what how severe the breakage is so you do not really have to cut the leg open you know slice it open so you can see the bone but with the use of radiographic anatomy that is you know you ask the person to go for x-ray the x-ray will provide an information that is to give you the knowledge of what lies beneath that skin beneath the muscles then you go right into the bone where you can now observe and monitor how far the injury or the breakage has occurred so we move on to the second approach which is the systematic anatomy it recognizes the organization of the body organs into system so when you're studying the body stru structures using the systemic uh, approach it it makes you to focus more you know to study the body structures in relation to organization of systems so this time around you don't study them as in an organ or as such like the heart or the kidney but you study it as an organ as the circulatory system the respiratory system yes so because the system is a collective apparatus they work together they carry out complex functions so we can give examples now of the systems that we have we have the integumentary system which is consists of the skin and its appendages so appendages here is a it consists of the hair nails and the sweat glands and the subcutaneous tissue just beneath it 
So basically, when we are talking about systems, we talk about the what they consist of, what they are made up of, and the function they perform in the body because that's what anatomy and physiology is all about. So moving on to the skeletal system. Skeletal system consists of the bones and the cartilage. So and as a function to our body to human being, they provide our basic shape and you know support for the body. It, they also pro protect our vital organs such as the heart, lungs and you know the pelvic organs. So the muscular system consists of the muscles. It, this one gives this gives its study of the molecular system gives us a knowledge of how the muscles act, how they contract to move to some positions, you know, how they contract, how they ex expand, how they relax, the process of movement it gives us that knowledge. So, the nervous system consists of the central nervous system and the peripheral nervous system. Yes, so the study of the nervous system gives us an idea that the nervous system is in control and coordinate the function of the organ system. That is, in general, the nervous system directs, coordinates the activities of other systems, other organ systems. So it enables the body to respond to um, stimuli in the environment and, you know, to be able to be sensitive nervous system is responsible for our sensitivity so moving on to the circulatory system which is which is about the cardiovascular and the lymphatic systems the cardiovascular too is another sub heading of the circulatory system where the heart and the blood vessels is being studied and also to their function which is to propel and conduct blood throughout the body so in the process of Transporting blood around the body. They deliver oxygen, nutrients, and hormones to cells. They remove the waste products from the body. The lymphatic system is a network of lymphatic vessels that withdraw excess tissue fluid from the body's interstitial fluid compartment. It filters it through the lymph nodes and returns it to the blood stream. So, other systems moving on, we have the digestive system which consists of the organs and gland that associated with ingestion, which is the con the chewing of the food, the mastication, yes, that's the chewing of the food, deglutition, swallowing, the digestion, the absorption, and the elimination of solid waste, which remains after the nutrients have been absorbed. So the study of digestive system gives us the knowledge about the process of the digestion of food. So, the respiratory system, too, consists of the air passages and the lungs. And, you know, it consists of organs that are involved in the exchange of gases within the human body. So, the respiratory system is um, responsible for the supply of oxygen to the blood for cellular respiration and the elimination of carbon dioxide from it. The urinary system consists of the kidneys, ureters, urinary bladder, and urethra, which filters blood and subsequently they produce and transport, store, and intermittently excrete urine. So, urinary system, the study of this system gives us a, an idea, gives us a, a, a knowledge 
of the organs are involved in the in the process of excretion of these products yes so our reproductive the reproductive system too gives us knowledge about the organs in both male and female that are involved in the production of young ones in, in reproduction yeah and so the endocrine system is a knowledge gives us the knowledge about ductless glands that is glands in our body that are not recognized as organs as such but they secrete hormones that are necessary for our growth and for the proper functioning of the human body so to the final to the third clinical anatomy this clinical anatomy emphasizes aspects of the bodily structure and function that are important in the practice of medicine dentistry and the allied health scientists it incorporates the regional and systemic approach to study anatomy and stretches clinical application so here when you're studying body structure using the clinical approach here you apply the your knowledge of the body structure you apply it to the diagnosis and treatment of a particular individual if someone is complaining of stomach pain then you have to understand the region of the stomach where the person or the individual is feeling pain from so because you cannot just go ahead and begin to either conclude to conduct a surgery or to administer drug you have to first understand the origin of the pain you have to first be you have to be able to observe and you diagnose what is actually wrong with the person so clinical anatomy here gives us the opportunity to apply the knowledge that we have knowledge of the structure of the abdominal cavity you have to first understand the organs within the abdominal cavity and that might possibly give rise to you know causes or sources of such pain or areas that might possibly be liable to make an individual suffer some pain and all that so i for now we're going to stop here at the study of anatomy of physiology and then the approaching approaches to study anatomy of physiology so by tomorrow and the next episode we'll talk about the anatomical positions planes and terms which is here we will discuss the imaginary lines of the human body that is sections in our human body that will help us to differentiate when something is on the right when the other is on the left helps us to understand their position yes so a quick recap a quick recap on what we have done today so anatomy is the study of body structures and the physical relationship between them and physiology is the study of the functions of these body structures that we have studied and the ways in which their activity what they perform maintains our life and our health so in as much as we are studying the normalities of the functions of the body structures we also have to study as to be in us their normalities and that is what gives rise to pathology so according to what we have learned this evening we have seen we can see here that our body is more of like a complex machine with you know different parts that are working independently and uh, simultaneously for the general well-being of the 
individual. So we have also learned that there are three main approaches to studying the body structure that is studying anatomy, which is the regional. Here we will focus basically on some certain regions of the body when we are when we want to study the body structure. We study the body structure in regions. Then we move on to the surface anatomy where we become aware when we become knowledgeable on some certain structures that lie just beneath the skin. Yes. So there is another surface anatomy too can be can be carried out through the use of radioactive waves. Yeah. And radiation. So we also move to the second approach which is the systemic approach. This is when we study the body structure in relation to the organ systems. So we study the body structure in relation to organ systems. So the last but not the least approach to the study of anatomy is the clinical anatomy. This is the application of every knowledge about the body structure you know in the practice of being a nurse in the practice of being a doctor in the practice of being a dentist in the practice of any other allied health scientist so i thank you for listening this evening thank you for making our time i hope we all have been able to learn one or two things so on our next episode we'll continue from where we stop on anatomy and physiology I hope that one way or the other you have, you know, learned something you didn't know before. So, it's a learning day for everyone. So, just keep up the good work and um, do not forget to share this, share the link or an invite. Tell a friend to listen. Tell a friend to tell a friend to always listen. So, thank you. Thank you for joining me on being us at Free Falling.